This is Creepy and Geeky, a part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Welcome to Creepy and Geeky. I'm your host, Robert, and today is my final episode of the year. Firstly, I hope you all had a great year and a great holiday season. Secondly, I'd like to say hello to my returning guest today. She's no stranger to the show, and she's my great friend, Donna the Dead. Welcome back to the show, Donna. Yay, thank you for having me. And, you know, I just realized this is your last show of the year, and then... You and I were just on someone else's last show of the year, so I'm glad I at least have a heads up this time. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's really cool being part of, you know, multiple shows going on right now. So that's really cool. So, well, I hope you've had a good holiday so far also. Uh, I know while, as we're recording this, it's not yet Christmas. Um, This, this episode is dropping on New Year's, New Year's Eve. So, but, uh. Yeah, it's a uh, it's been good so far over here, which is good. Um, I'm glad it's been going well for you. Yeah, it's uh, been going pretty well. Um, we good. both ended up on the uh, morbidly beautiful podcast network this yeah. year, so that was nice. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. No, it's been a it's podcasting wise, it's been kind of up and down for me. But I mean, you know, getting on morbidly beautiful is a really good positive uh plus it's a really good network with a lot of really great shows um that i still need to check out a lot of them um yeah <laughs> i just i wish good. i had more time to like sit and listen to the uh, to some podcasts which is kind of the detriment uh sometimes <laughs> but uh but yeah no it's a it's a lot of fun and uh yeah no it's it's everything's everything with the show is good. I just wish I had a few more listeners, not a ton more. I really don't want to be popular. I just want to be, you know, I don't know. I I, I want people to, you know, enjoy the show more, but I yeah. love, I love those of you who are here and who come every week. And, uh, and you know, for every episode, it, it really does uh, give me great positive vibes to keep continuing on. So well, uh, I listen to everything that you do, and I always <laughs> give you a shout out when your new episode drops because yeah. you do two a week, and then you're on other people's, and you know I don't know how you do it because I barely can keep up with one <laughs> one a week. So this you give me hope, and I always will <laughs> will spread and share the love, and and so um just I think just keep doing what you're doing because everybody's gonna listen. Just you'll well, get those listeners. You. Yeah, uh, I hope so. But, uh, you know, and, and I know it takes a while and everything. But, uh, yeah, no, um, I, I do want to uh, tell everybody, the listeners and everything, that I will be taking a short break from posting new episodes in the month of January. There'll be no new episodes in January. Um, that's going to COVID hit me kind of hard um, hmm. and it kind of sapped my um, you know, momentum. Yeah. A little bit. I got I got kind of behind on some episodes that I needed to record uh, towards the end of this year, and then I got kind of um, let's I, I I got behind on stuff. I changed my schedule. I had my schedule for next year planned out like early last year mm-hmm. or early this year, um, and then I did a poll um, asking people what they wanted to hear 
hear more of either series or one-off episodes and people chose or, or both and people chose both, which is what makes sense. Um, but I had a huge amount of series um, um, uh, scheduled originally for uh, the creepy side of things on the, on the geeky side of things. I'm continuing through with MCU stuff for quite right. a while. Um, but uh, so that being said, I kind of scrapped a bunch of stuff and I'm kind of rejiggering it all. And, um, and so I've got to get that balance back for that. Um, and once I can get that done, I'm hoping that January can be a month filled with recording and getting kind of like banking a bunch of episodes. Yeah, that so that's, sense. that's, I mean, that's my plan. Definitely step back and do what you got to do. And, yeah. and, you know, don't, that's why I only do every other week <laughs> because I just, I, I just fly by the seat of my pants. And if there's something that I want to talk about, then I talk about it. And that, that works for me, but I like when you have yours planned out because I, I know what I'm looking <laughs> forward to. So right. it, it's different, but I totally understand that. So we'll miss you, but you know, we'll be Aww. all frothing in the foaming when you come back. Well, trust me, when I come back, it's going to be coming back big because uh, not only will I be doing, you know, the the usual two episodes a week, but uh, there's possibly plans of doing uh, a couple of other uh, shows uh, with what? my kids. Uh, so it might be I might be might be overextending myself even more than <laughs> I'm already am. But uh, <laughs> we might be doing some uh, separate podcasts uh, That's here cool, and there. It'll be it'll be. Yeah, it'll be more inconsistent and won't be like weekly or anything like that. It may be one episode a month with each of yeah. them, but it's going to be geared more towards things that they're into. Um, and so, so it'll be, it'll be fun. So. Yeah, I'll look forward to that. I wish my kids would, would want to do stuff like that. My, <laughs> my oldest son and my youngest son, those are my movie goers. Those are the guys that I always talk movie talk with. And the two in the middle are just like over it. They're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> they're, they're the gamers. They do all of the game right. stuff. And then the older, older and the, it's funny, the bookend boys, they love the movies and they love talking the movies about me. And, but they don't want to do podcasts at all. They just <laughs> they don't want to do it. I'm trying to get my husband to get on a episode with me and he doesn't want to do it either and i'm just like okay well whatever just screw you guys <laughs> yeah well i'm probably gonna get the wife on for an episode as well so stay tuned See? for that one as well awesome. yeah <laughs> but yeah no it's it, it's gonna be a lot of stuff going on uh in the new year i'm hoping to get another and uh, another podcast going with donna here um <laughs> that we've been talking about forever that um, definitely would be a once a month deal <laughs> yeah no exactly um, but yeah, it's a, but yeah, no. So that's a, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the works that I'm hoping to m make happen um, because, you know, there's always fun stuff to talk about. Um, Man, you, you'll end up having your own network because you'll have somebody. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> so before we joined the, uh, the, the morbidly beautiful podcast network that I love being on um, that uh, I, Donna and I had talked about, uh, you know, doing one of me starting my own network and her joining that one. Um, and uh, so we talked about that and then, you know, she brought morbidly beautiful to me, which is awesome. It's a lot easier to have somebody else handling it than yes. for me to do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I've got, I'm going to have a little sub label 
uh, going on with, with all the podcasts I've got yeah, going on. You'll be everywhere. So. I mean, you're already everywhere. So that's a good thing to begin <laughs> with. You'll just bring all of the, the followers with you and they'll bring new people. It'll be awesome. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan for next year. Expand a little bit more. Um, and, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but, uh, you know, of course, Donna will be along for the ride for as much as I can get her over here. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, uh, you know, I I am most excited to talk about what we're going to talk about because yeah. we did this last year and it was a lot of fun. So I'm it I'm does. super excited, and I'll let you. This is your place. I'm just hanging out. <laughs> well, yeah, since it is the last episode of the year, um, we're going to be doing what we did last year. We're going to be doing. We're talking about our top ten horror of 2023. We did it last year. We're going to do it this year. Uh, last year, we had um, three honorable mentions, and we did those after the top 10. Um, I'm switching it up this year, and we're going to do those before the top 10. So we're going to just jump into our um, honorable mentions first and then uh, go from there. Uh, but, yeah, so um, I'm, I'm going to say ladies first. Um, <laughs> go ahead and give me your uh, – give me your uh, – Top 13, I guess your number 13 on this one. So let's see. My number 13, the the honorable mention. Yes. Uh, I went a little crazy with the lists <laughs> this year because I had a lot of horror comedies and I did not expect to have a lot of horror <laughs> comedies. Uh, so it was hard. I wanted this to be on my top 10, but I chose Renfield. Um, <laughs> okay. Real quick, because I forgot to say the rules. Oh, yeah. On we this have to say too. that. So the rules of this is, is that if somebody has this and they have it lower on their list, then we wait and talk about it when we get to the lower uh, um, number. On so that, that gas so, means you definitely have it on your no, list. No, this is what's interesting. Renfield is my number 13 also. <laughs> <laughs> we do this crap all the time. Oh, my God. Yes, we do. Um, we have similar but not the same tastes. Right. So, very similar but not the same. Very similar. Exactly. Um, so oh, yes, go ahead. Renfield was, I don't, I don't know what I was expecting. I just knew <laughs> it had Nick Cage and I wanted to see it and I love Nicholas Holt and I wanted to see him. So it was way better than I thought it was going to be. And it was so much freaking fun. I, <laughs> I don't own it yet, <laughs> but I plan on owning it. And it was just clever how it was, you know, this, uh, kind of one-sided relationship, but also with a vampire and his uh, familiar and the struggles he was going through because he wanted to be devoted to him, but he wanted to have his own life. And I thought, I I never thought I would have seen it in a comedic fashion, but they made it work. It was, it was <laughs> a lot of fun and it was gory as all get out. And I loved that part of it too. Yeah. So, um, a lot of clever things going on in this in this film. Um, it was just really a lot of fun, and I I knew it was a winner when I got my husband to watch it because he re rarely watches horror movies with me. Comedies I can get him to watch. Horror comedies I can get him to watch better than horror movies. And so when he was just laughing and doubled over in pain, I was like, okay, this sold <laughs> because it was just fantastic. Everything about it, they just sold everything about it to me, and it was just a lot of fun. Oh yeah, no, totally agree. I, I thought that you know the the combination of Nicolas Cage and uh, Nicholas Holt was really good. Um, 
it's a it's it's just great like you know somebody you know if you played this as a straight movie without the horror elements or anything like that it's just about some guy with bad work life balance <laughs> and uh you know and uh you know we've all been there i mean that's the funny thing is that he goes to this support group for having a bad boss and like everybody's like complaining and and you know he's he's relating to it because you know he he's he's seen it from their side of it and can you know, <laughs> extrapolate it to his own uh, work woes um but yeah no it's it's a lot of fun it's very funny it's very gory it's like if you think this movie is not going to be full of blood it is full of blood and i, I mean, was loving is, every minute of it <laughs> yeah it's one of the most gory movies of this year in in terms of like just sheer amount of blood drawn um and yeah it's it's very silly but it's very fun um and and nicholas cage is perfect as dracula it's so he good really it's, is. It's, yeah and they do this really great bit too where they show the past of them and they've got Nicolas Cage looking exactly like Bella Lugosi yep. in the 1930 it's, it's, it's just yeah it's like perfect it's so good so yeah no that 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 was great that one hung into my top 10 for quite a while mine too um, I was just like yeah. I kept moving it and putting it back and moving it and I was like <laughs> okay it's just going to be the honorable mention but it was out standing and yeah. you know having aquafina in it as the sort of kind of love interest that was interesting um yeah. you know everybody everybody in it just just played that role so well and um just thinking about certain scenes i mean you and i talked about it when we talked about day shift there are certain things about it that just you you can't help but love it because it's just as a horror person you're like oh my god this is the most perfect thing i've ever <laughs> seen <laughs> yeah and everybody knows I'm a big horror comedy fan. So, I mean, there's there's so many horror comedies in my list. So it's just, it's ridiculous. So yeah, I have I'm right there with more. you this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even as a horror comedy, it had all of the gore. It had all of the splatter. It yes. had a lot of um, scary moments that I didn't expect to have, um, you know, but really, like you said, it's about that, that bad boss that you have and everybody can relate to that. But his is just a, twinge bit different <laughs> so right um but yeah so i guess you should probably go with your number 12 since <laughs> we both had the 13 all right well we can do that all right so my number 12 is the wrath of becky that's my number 12 <laughs> oh, no way <laughs> i'm not sitting you that's so funny i just i oh literally... my god Y'all, I, I know you You guys, we know each other, but we did not talk about this list. We usually no, just compile we really it didn't. and talk about it. And before we came on, I said, yeah, we're probably not going to have that many. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had two for two in the same slot. The Wrath of Becky. That's Please so go funny. Ahead and espouse about yes. that movie. So this was, a, this was a very late comer for me. Um, I was trying to catch up on my 2023 horror movies. I'm still not cut up. There's some big ones that haven't that mm -hmm. I didn't get to. Um, just a couple of big ones. Um, and some small ones. Um, but most I got most of them in. But I actually talked to you about this this one. Um, just in terms of I was telling you I was gonna that it was on my list of mm -hmm. things to watch, and you and and but I wanted to watch the first one. Um, first, and you said definitely watch these um and that the wrath of becky was the better one um and i went and looked at you know the reviews and stuff you know kind of before and during while i'm watching because of course i can't just watch something i have to look up all the trivia and everything right. else while i <laughs> while i watch something 
Um, if I'm at the if I'm at the actual movie theater, I don't do that. My phone stays away and, and everything. But at home, I'm like so distracted; it's ridiculous. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, no, you were you were spot on. Wrath of Becky is so much a better movie than um, Becky was. Becky's a good movie. Don't get me wrong; it is. Um, but Becky suffered from um, Kevin James, and not <laughs> not. Not because he's bad in it, because he's actually really good in it. He plays he a really kind of scary dude in that. But I kept waiting for him to crack a fucking joke. And, yeah. it, and it kept being distracting to me that he wasn't doing it. Him and Joel McHale were both very funny people and both didn't do anything funny. Right. And so so it was just kind of like, OK, this is weird. And so <laughs> and it was fine. It was a good movie and everything was good. But Wrath of Becky takes that and amps it way the hell up. Um. And it's like this, the surly girl in the first one becomes this like super killer girl. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it was so good. Um, but yeah, it's her just kicking like neo-Nazi ass um, in both of these movies. Um, and, and more so in the first one, it's more neo-Nazi. And then the second one is more um, like proud <laughs> Noble boy type. man, proud yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah, more, more of that. And she just, she kicks all their asses. Now- I love the ending. I'm not going to spoil it, but I love that ending. And I'm so hoping for a, another movie so that we get a completion of this trilogy. Yeah. they. I feel like they have to, the, the, I, yeah. I'm, with you. I'm not going to spoil the ending. I, I will say, however, I did enjoy seeing uh, Kate Siegel. I'll leave it at that. Yes. Yes. That's all. That's and, all I'll say. It was Sean William Scott and Sean William Scott's in this one. And of course he's known for playing stiffly and very funny people and stuff like that. But it, he's able to be the kind of serious guy a little bit more for me. Um, I wasn't really taking him like he didn't take me out of it. Like Kevin James did. Yeah. I felt that way too. You know, we all know him as Stifler from, you know, American Pie and all of these movies. And, but he really did sell that because it's actually those type of assholes Mm -hmm. (laughs) that are those type of men. Um, And then, you know, seeing what they were about and then seeing her, for a, a lack of a better term, Looney Tune the shit out of everybody in a gross factor. <laughs> yeah. It was like the best thing I'd ever seen. I, I, I was cheering for this girl from the get-go. And I also like the way that they kind of filled you in on everything at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie in that kind of animated style. I thought that was kind of yeah. cool just to give us a little backstory for people who may not have watched the first one. Once again, like you said, the first one's good, but this one blows that out of the water for me. Yeah. And this one, like the first one, had some good gory moments, but this one like amped it up like so oh. much more. This one was like gory as hell. So it, it was, was like amazing. really good with a lot of good kills. Yeah. 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 Very cool. All right. So now it's your turn. What's your number 11? So my number 11, I, I was a little torn on this one, but I actually think it's a good movie. Um, okay. And I'm a little torn on the director. <laughs> <laughs> because okay. he gives you a lot of, of movies with a twist and sometimes the twist doesn't pay off but I always like the messages that are in the movies so my uh, 11 is Knock at the Cabin okay alright go ahead that one is not on my top 10 at all uh, so we're good to go <laughs> so the thing about his Shyamalan's movies I, I love the twists I do but sometimes yeah. I think people get hung up on the twist and they don't really enjoy the film. And I love the yes. fact that we had these four characters who had this 
apocalyptic vision and, and all of these things are going to happen. And when you see them, it's, it's very menacing. And you're like, oh, my God, this this gay couple with their daughter is going to die. And really, they just need them to listen and do what's appropriate so that they can stop the apocalypse. And these kind of movies always kind of bother people because, you know, right. was this real? Did that really happen? Was it just, you know, coincidence? But I think we need to focus more on the message, which was about the family and the love and what, what were they willing to do to sacrifice for their child. And right. those themes I always love in his movies when he has like certain messages. So for me, it was a great one. And it was nice to see Batista do a, a lot of acting. Like he just brought a lot of tour de force acting in this one. He was you oh, know, yeah. obviously a big guy, but he was also just trying to get them to understand what, what they were there to do and why they were there to do it. Um, I didn't really, I couldn't really take Ron Weasley. That's, <laughs> but, but everybody See, else I thought he was okay. it for me. He was good. I, didn't, I mean, I don't hate his performance, but you know, like he, Kevin James is some people I just can't unsee, which is weird because when I see, you know, Daniel Radcliffe, I see him in other things. I don't always think of Harry Potter, but right. For whatever reason, I think it's just because he's a more character actor and I've seen him in more things, but yeah, it, it was a good movie for me. I, I, I really enjoyed, I'm glad I saw it at home. I didn't go to the theater, so I'm glad that I saw it streaming yeah, because I with the twist, one. I never know. Yeah, I saw this one at the theater. Um, yeah, no, I I enjoyed it a lot too. I, I you know, it, it, it would have been on my top 10 if stuff hadn't hit later in the year that was right for me better. Like it just, you know, it, it was one I enjoyed a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I liked the twist. I thought the performances were great. Batista was great. I thought Rupert Grant was good. Um, you know, it's just it. I I agree with you. I think that people um, are get there. There were some concerns about, um, like, I guess the gay couples uh, portrayal and everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what bothered some people. Um, but you know overall it's his movies lately like um he had this one and the one before this was old and mm -hmm. i liked old also um a lot of people didn't like that one i like that um, one too but i enjoyed it a lot so and i've always been a big m like Shyamalan fan he's he's you know other than you know i mentioned this on, on a recent episode other than you know two or three movies you know he's been pretty good for me so mm -hmm. you know but uh especially in recent years, he's kind of gotten back on track with that. And I think a lot of people are just kind of like, you know, most people are just kind of middle of the road with him, which is good. I'm okay with middle of the road on him. Like, so and as long as he's you know, making good stuff, I'll be there for it. Exactly. So now I want to hear what yours is since we didn't have the same on that, <laughs> that number. So my number 11, which, you know, yours, it might be higher on yours. We'll see, uh, is totally killer. Yeah, that's my number 10. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so I guess I guess we can skip and wait, but then you'll go to number 10 anyway right now. So yeah. Um so we could just talk about it right now. Um so yeah, I really like this one. Um I know when the trailer, the first trailer came out, people compared it a lot to uh the final girls. 
um, which has a very similar um, kind of girl goes back in time uh, to save her mother kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but it's different because um, in the final girls, uh, she goes into a movie, into the movie universe that her right. mother was a, an actress in and tries to save her in that movie universe to ha have this connection with this mother that she lost and you know, lost this connection with her and everything. Um, whereas with Totally Killer, um, you know, she goes back in time, actually goes back in time and to stop this killer from uh, killing her mom and her friends and everything. And um, it's just this one was real fun because it really it really pointed out a lot of the absurdities of the 80s. <laughs> Um, and that's what I really like because you don't ever you rarely see that in a, in a movie that time travels to the 80s. You just see all the fun stuff of the 80s. And there was so many mentions of things like, you know, she goes, she goes, she goes back in time. She's in the 80s. She goes into school and she's just like, yeah, I need to uh, I'm a new student. So I need to do this. And without <laughs> even barely. <laughs> yeah, she just she just gives her a schedule. She's like, here you go. She's like, you don't want to talk like, to my parents or guardian or anything yeah. just, <laughs> just gave her gave her thing now somebody as somebody who had to travel sometimes uh whenever he was a kid in school and during the school year and stuff i would occasionally have to go to a random school here or there mm -hmm. and uh i don't remember how easy or hard it was for my parents to do that but i have to imagine it was slightly harder than that Probably wasn't. Probably wasn't. <laughs> I mean, the eighties. Uh, we were pretty lax. I do. Oh, it was bad. Love this movie, though, yes. because you're right. You know, it it has all of the. I I would compare it more to Back to the Future than I would yes. to the Final Girls. But it's so funny because she's so self aware of everything, and then yes. it you know even I think at one point they uh, she's trying to get them to hold up in a cabin and, and one of the girls yeah. has marijuana and she's like, yeah. what, what kind of weed is this? Weed is really weak you know? <laughs> compared well, to the weed that she has. Now twigs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it just cracked me up and she's like, I've eaten like, I've eaten like four of those brownies. You ate four of those. And it's like, yeah, I don't feel anything at all. This is not any kind of strong weed. <laughs> what is yeah. this? Um, and then, you know, of course, seeing her parents and seeing how uh, not as uh, waifish as her mom was, you know, or ladylike oh, as her, her mom was her trying mom to Her mom was the queen her. of the heathers. Her mom was a uh, like... bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, with a capital B, she was oh, a biatch. She was the queen of the school. Yep. It was amazing. And then, you know, she gets to see all of these people who were adults in her timeline as teenagers and to see the kind of people they were. It was just, I had a delightful time with this one. Um, you know, trying to keep her mother safe, trying to keep the friends safe, uh, trying to stop them from having sex, her her mom and her yeah. dad, you know, from having sex. And then um, trying to get back to her time without dying to the kid. Because <laughs> the killer went back in time with her. Exactly. So. And this was what was smart about this movie. She found uh, her friend was the one that created the time machine in the future. She yes. found her friend's mother in the past. And the girl's mother believed her right out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely loved that. And she was like, well, of course, you're not going to have time travel without, you know, probably having somebody from the future come in to visit. <laughs> yeah. Most rational thing. And I thought, finally, somebody gets it. That is the best thing ever. <laughs> 
didn't heard that they were African Americans. I was over the yes. moon about that because you know you never know. Um, <laughs> but absolutely love this movie. Love the twist. Love yes. how they tried to trap the slasher. Uh, the mask for this killer creeped me out. Oh yeah, um, and this was pretty gory too. I mean, a lot of the kills in there yeah. were pretty gross. And oh I yeah, they were very violent, very bloody. Yeah. No, we've had I, three for three on very gory stuff. I yeah. mean, these these three really, like I said, there were some late additions to my um my list. These three specifically would have been in my top ten if it weren't for three late additions. So yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I a, I really had a fun time with this movie, and I I have been upselling it to everybody <laughs> ever since it's been on. It's just way too much fun. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. All right. Well, so that leaves us our top 10 now. So those are just our honorable mentions. Well, uh, that was now, my 10. Yeah, yeah and that well. was your number 10. So <laughs> so we've already kind of half entered the top 10. All right, never mind. So my number 10 is probably something higher on your list. So um, this is a, a great new independent movie um, that... Uh, was a shouldn't have worked for me uh but did um so i'm gonna say what it is i'm sure it'll be later on down the list so we'll have to uh um stop here but it was murder size you know what <gasps> damn it that should have been on my honorable mentions <laughs> oh no <laughs> i'm so sorry but talk about it please because i want everybody to okay. watch this movie i, I yes do so <laughs> I'm not. I am so surprised this one's not in your top ten. Um, I, I'm terrible. You are terrible. There must be some really good stuff in your top. Angie 10. and Paul are gonna kill me. They are gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell them too. No, don't tell um, this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, okay. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Go ahead and talk about Murder Size. <laughs> this wonderful movie. Murder Size. Yes, it is a throwback. Uh, to the 80s uh, workout video craze. Uh, in this, we've got uh, a, a bunch of girls who are um, filming this uh, sleazy um, workout <laughs> video. And uh, uh, one of the girls gets a little jealous of all the others and uh, starts murdering them all um, with the help of a mafia princess at that. Um, it should not work for me. It really should not. These movies, movies like this are usually too um, terrible. The acting is usually so bad. Um, the jokes don't land. Um, there's usually not enough TNA um, that like you would think that like because you would think movies like this should have like, you know, uh, like they they ramp that up the TNA um, to, you know, gloss over all the um you know, deficits in the script, in the acting or whatever like that. Um, this didn't need it. So that's what was interesting. It's got just the right amount of that. And it's got, and, and it's got um, good actresses. It's got a good script. Mm -hmm. um, now, now going into it, just understand it is a low budget production. It is it's a like, low budget movie, but it is so much freaking oh, fun. Oh, it's so fun. It's, it's just, it, it is so fun. And, and, they they made um, a couple other movies, uh, Slash Lorette Party, and uh, Streets of Vengeance. All of these are available on Tubi, by the way. 
Um, so go check them out uh, as as soon as you can. Yeah, we should have been saying where you could watch these movies. I just realized yes. we didn't do any of that. Yeah. But please go watch Murder Size because yes. I I came across this. Uh, it, there was a review on Morbidly Beautiful um, on on the website, and that's where I saw it. So okay. then I said, okay, well, this sounds like right up Donna's alley. I love TNA <laughs> and I love gore and I love slashers and I love 80s throwback stuff. And I had just got, not too long ago, had the uh, Lene Quigley workout. I got that on yes. DVD for whatever reason. And it, it was just a delight to watch. And so much so that I had to personally message the director <laughs> and his wife because I was like, this movie was insanely fun. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how you guys did it, but you instantly made me feel like I was like a 13 year old watching cable when I shouldn't have been. <laughs> right. Absolutely loved it. I, I upsell this to everybody. I mean, you know, Jessa Flux, I, the woman has got a nice pair of tassels. <laughs> so that doesn't hurt, but I'm no. with you on this, even though it is low budget. These, these, this director and, and his wife, they, they had to have grown up in the same era and watched these movies because that's the kind of feeling I got from it. And the lines are hilarious. You know, oh, yeah. it's just us describing it is not the same as you watching it. You really yeah. owe it to yourself to watch it. And I've seen a lot of reviews where people are like, oh, this is terrible, but you're missing the point. That right. is the it's, point. It is terrible, yeah. but it's terrible fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, and I'm hoping that we can talk with them one day because I, I really would like to know what made them go into making movies because I'm now going backwards and watching all of their stuff. I haven't yes. watched the other ones. I own them now, but I haven't watched them. So, Do you have them all now? I do because uh, they were, they were uh, there was one that, they had up on Etsy that I bought and uh, it had the signature from all of the yes. uh, cast members. So then they threw in the other one. They were oh. nice enough to just throw in. Oh, you got one of those? It. Yeah. Oh, so I'm, so I, I wanted yeah. to get one of those, but I, I'm I, I so wasn't sorry. in time. No, it's fine. I didn't have money at the time. So yeah. So now uh, I have all of the movies. So I, I think, yeah, I'm sorry. I'll, <laughs> I'll come over one day and we can watch them or we can watch right. them on TV and talk about them. I probably need I, to do that. <laughs> I already own them all as well. Uh, after I watched them all on Tubi, I immediately was like, well, not immediately, <laughs> but once they had their Black Friday sale, right. I, uh, I went and grabbed the, the three that were available at the time. Um, and then uh, we, I heard about a an earlier movie that they did that they were putting up. Uh, only a couple of copies on on their Etsy uh, that were going to be signed by them. It was their first movie, Cinco de Mayo, and uh, and luckily uh, Donna and I were podcasting that night, and I told Donna about it, and she and I got the only two copies that they put up on the <laughs> Etsy. So, so but I'm very jealous of that. I'm yeah, very of jealous of that one because I wanted to get it, but I didn't have the money at the time. So I was like, oh damn it. So, yeah, I'm glad you got one though. You, That's awesome. You guys listen to this. We are rabid fans. <laughs> Let me just <laughs> yes. tell you. But I mean, everybody in the cast was great. I mean, even uh, I can't remember his name. Drew Drew Marvick. Drew Marvick. Oh yeah. my gosh. Uh, no, he's hilarious know, in this. He's so good he in this. He really is. And then we get Ginger uh, Ginger Lynn. Ginger Lynn and Alan. Yep. Yeah. You know. Well, I don't know if everybody knows that she was a porn actress, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> but she was. There it is. She is a former um, porn actress. Former uh, from yes. the '80s. Yes. Um, but uh, I I really think it it it's a it's a real fun film. I, I think for a horror comedy, you know, it, it doesn't get any better than this. It really yeah. doesn't. 
Well, no going into it that it's very low budget and that, you know, it's 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 people who are having a lot of fun. So it's not taking itself very seriously. Exactly. Um, And it's just it's to me what it what it looks like to me is a lot of people having a lot of fun making a silly movie. Um, and, and that's all that matters um, in the end is as long as you had fun and, you know, they found an audience in me and Donna and uh, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> can but I, I have talk- say, I, Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, can I just say my favorite line in that movie? I don't know which it is. But my favorite line in that movie is I paid for these tits and somebody is going to look at them. <laughs> That whole sequence cracks me up. I was so mad that 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 character goes away too quick. Yeah, I really wish she would have been in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I have talked to uh, one of them, whoever runs the uh, the Instagram, um, and uh, I've talked to them about uh, coming on the show, and uh, uh, they've said that they will at some point. So. Yeah, I'm gonna have you to may. be there for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will. I will. I will let. I will have you on so we can co-host it together. I'm already trying to shoehorn my way into a movie. I'm like, you know, if you need. No, a, we. A I gotta have video. you. No, I gotta have you. I gotta have you on for that episode, just because you know we're obviously such huge fans of of that. You know, I want to get them on for a big, you know, a big fun interview. Uh, yeah, and I and I'm glad that you liked it too, because you know when I, yeah. sometimes when I suggest movies to people, I don't know. <laughs> If yeah. they have the same kind of humor, and I figured that you would enjoy it at least as yeah. half as much as I did, so I'm glad oh, that it worked out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It 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 set me on the path of watching all of their movies. I was like, you know what, this is this is good enough. Let me check out the rest of them, and they're all good. That, that's yeah. the that's the fun thing about it is um, I haven't watched Cinco de Mayo yet. Um, that's the only one I haven't watched, but I've, the other two um, are are really fun and good. I'm kind of interested to see what they're going to do next because I know that they're already working oh, uh, on another one. They are working on another one, and they've already announced it, but they're working on a one with the title of Only Fangs. <laughs> so, and That's from brilliant. what I understand, it's supposed to be set in the 90s. So it'll be interesting. Oh my goodness, so, I can't wait. Uh, and 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 our favorite uh, Jessa Flex will be back in it. Uh, so, Woohoo! Yeah. So anyway, but yeah. That's uh that was my number ten, um, so uh let me uh, let let's go ahead and h- hit me with your number nine. So another horror comedy. <laughs> 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 this was the year. So this one was one I did not get to go see in the theaters. I was very upset about it because nobody was playing it close by me. However, when I did get to watch it, it instantly became a favorite, and it is. The horror comedy, The Blackening. Okay. So hold on. That's, that's higher up on yours? That's my, yep, that's higher on mine. So, okay. Okay. So we'll wait till then. And then, okay. <laughs> so my number nine is It's a Wonderful Knife. Oh, that's so good. Yes. So that's not on your list? No, no. It okay. almost was, but no. <laughs> All right. So yes. So number nine for me is It's a Wonderful Knife. Obviously, another horror comedy. Uh, this one uh, by the uh, writer of Freaky. Uh, so definitely in that same vibe. Um, this one is a takeoff. Whereas the whereas Freaky was a, a takeoff on Freaky Friday and Friday the 13th. Uh, this one is more of a takeoff on, obviously, It's a Wonderful Life. 
So uh, did you did you you saw this one, though, right? You said, yeah, I already watched this okay. one. I just watched it a couple of weeks ago uh, okay. or when it dropped. Yeah. Yeah. When it hit on Shutter. Yeah. 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 No, this one's a lot of fun. I thought this one was uh, really good. This one, uh, another one with Joel McHale. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, again, playing more serious, which is fine. Like, I'm I'm totally fine with him playing serious. Um, very serious in this one. Um, and then he um, or this movie involves a girl who stops a killer. Um, and then a year later, nobody seems to care. You know, she's she's still hurting from it. She lost her boyfriend um, uh, the year before, uh, before she stopped the killer. And then the next year, nobody seems to care. Everybody's just kind of moved on and they don't seem to really care about her or how Mm -hmm. she's feeling or anything like that. And so she goes out and she's like, well, nobody would care if I was even born. And so then, and she does it under the Aurora Borealis <laughs> and, um, and then, so, and then click everything you know, changes in an instant and she's, nobody knows who she is. Like not a single person knows who she is. Um, and then, uh, I, I do think it's funny. This is another instance uh, where we were talking about with totally killer, where somebody believes the, the, the stranger right away. Right. Um, she goes to this uh, high school party and there's this weird girl there uh, who's always there, which is weird to me, too. It's like, obviously, you don't you're not comfortable. Nobody likes you. Nobody you. Else why is, are you there? Nobody, yeah. Why are you there? <laughs> and the, and it's fine. But she was obviously, you know, she, you know, nobody else believed her. But this one girl believed her. And she they so they set out to try to figure out what was going on and to stop the killer because nobody was nobody was uh, because she wasn't born in this reality. She, didn't she stop wasn't the there killer. to stop it the year before, and now and then a whole bunch of stuff is going. It made things worse. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It went so downhill. Yeah. <laughs> in this town. <laughs> yeah. So it's like really it sounds like a lush, and you know, <laughs> brother's dead, and you know, it's yeah. like a whole thing. Now I will say this is a great return to horror for Catherine Isabel, um, which was awesome to see yeah. her. It was. Um, yeah. So, you know, and, and she gets a small part, but she gets a pretty good small part at that. Um, you know, so it's just this is just a it's just a fun movie. Justin Long is creepy with those teeth and everything. Oh it's my so dumb. gosh. Um, but it's it's just so fun. It's just like I don't know. It just it 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 clicked all those good uh horror comedy vibes for me. It's just the right amount of fun, just the right amount of kills. Um just everything works works so right. well and me. it's and so a lot this... of suspense and, and along with the boyfriend i think she also lost like her best friend and yeah um yeah. you know there was a lot of things going on so it plays a lot on grief and you know a lot of people wish that they could change things and then you see well if i did this you know i've changed it for the worse now you know right at, yeah. at that point he had only killed a couple of people prior to her wishing she had never been born and by the time she got gets to this reality it's like he's already like up to like 25 or 30 people at this <laughs> yeah. point so uh you know you you sometimes got to play the hands you dealt and uh it was it was a fun horror comedy i i did like the uh, the slasher outfit that the slasher yeah costumes and in, in both this and totally killer i really enjoyed seeing those you know it's nice to see how they reinvent what slashers look like now so yeah um 
it was it was a lot of fun. I agree with you. It was nice to see Catherine Isabel. She still looks really great, and I kind of hope she starts doing more stuff now. Um, yeah, more horror stuff yeah. at least. More horror stuff, yeah. Yeah, hopefully, and like you know, it's uh, you know, because she was she was really good in that like what early two thousands because she was in like um, Friday the Thirteenth, no. What was, was she? she a nightmare, one of the Freddy no, versus she wasn't. Jason? She was in the yeah, Freddy vs. Thank you. She's in Freddy vs. Jason. She's in Bones. Ginger Snaps. Um, Ginger Snaps. Um, yeah, so she's in a she's in a bunch of cool stuff like that. And so, you know, and then she kind of went away kind of doing I mean, she was in the whole trilogy of Ginger Snaps. Mm -hmm. Um, but she kind of seemed to go go off of horror for a little while and then has come back uh, came back at least for this. And I could be wrong. She may have been in other stuff that I just haven't seen her in. Yeah, she so. was in one of the uh, Sos Soska sisters, American Mary. Yeah, American Mary. Really good one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, yeah I haven't seen, seen her do anything in a while. So yeah. it was, it was really nice to see her. Um, and it was, a, it was a good movie. I, I totally enjoyed it. And then it's got like a little kind of queer love story to yeah. they play into, which I thought was kind of nice. Um, but yeah, if we're for a newer slasher film, it, it was just a lot of fun. Well, we had a lot of horror comedies this year. <laughs> <laughs> we did. It was oh a good year goodness. for it. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, definitely. All right. So now we can get to number uh number eight. Um, my number eight was the blackening. So now we can go ahead and talk about it. Yay! You 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 go ahead and start. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I love this movie. I, I cannot tell you. I I literally took off Juneteenth <laughs> just so I could go see this movie and nobody near me was playing. <laughs> and it was it was a travesty. Um <laughs> but it is now gonna be a, a Juneteenth Halloween or Juneteenth horror movie tradition in my house now because that's when the movie <laughs> takes place. But right. I love that this movie was spawned from a, a comedy central short that they did in the similar vein, it was like a five or six minute short where there's a slasher and there's a house full of black people. And they're like, well, you have to, you know, kick out whoever you deem is the blackest. And everybody's right. trying to figure out who's the blackest person here that we can expunge out the door. <laughs> um, the premise of it was hilarious in just that short. So when I heard that they were making a movie about this, I thought, okay, this is going to be wild and I'm going to enjoy every stinking minute of it because as a Black person, we all have had this conversation with our Black friends on who's Blacker. <laughs> and I know that sounds silly, but it is kind of true. Uh, it, it, and we do it jokingly and we do it lovingly, but yeah, at some point we all try to make certain that we are fulfilling that black card at the end of the day. Now I happen to be married to a Caucasian man. So my black card is a little wibbly, but <laughs> <laughs> this movie was top tier. One of my most favorite films that I saw just because all of the racial stereotypes and all of the racial tropes and all of the racial humor, there's one point where they're having a, an entire conversation and just looking at each other, but we know what that means because we do this on a daily basis. <laughs> I telegraph things to my friends all the time and it's it's uncanny, but we can just look at each other and they know and they know what you're thinking and you don't have to say anything. And I thought, this is 
simultaneously the most brilliant and, and most hilarious thing I've ever seen because it is spot on. It is completely spot on. Everything in here, I, I could not have enjoyed it more. I, I don't know how to say that without giving out too much black secrets on your podcast. Right <laughs> what? That's that's not what you're here for? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just even even the, the players who weren't African-American, like Dietrich Bader just completely killed me in this film you yeah. know he, we thought maybe he was a suspect or maybe a, a redneck cop or anything like that and he was like no 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 i i know if if you're not too comfortable if there's if there's a police around and you know he's just making all of these really politically correct statements <laughs> about <laughs> the, the situation um i love the fact that we have a, a, another queer character this has been a great year for queer characters yeah, in horror movies definitely. and he was hilarious um you know the intro was great. Uh, the the them having to play the game and and say all of these things. Um, my favorite part was when they wanted to know uh, if there were black people on Friends, and of course, everybody was like, "Oh, I don't watch that show. I don't, I don't." But but I do know so and so. You know, I do know Gabrielle Union was on Friends. I do know, and <laughs> and I I wouldn't have known. I would have I would have guessed maybe one or two people. Cause I don't watch friends. I oh. honestly, that would have been, I would have died. No. <laughs> um, but and my husband loves friends. He could tell you everything, but <laughs> so do I, I. Would, I, I would be completely lost. I'd be like, Aisha Tyler was on an episode and maybe Gabrielle union. That's all I remember. Um, I don't know. I feel to, like I'm talking confirm, way too much yes, about it because I'm laughing. To, to confirm, yes, they were both on one episode each. <laughs> <laughs> that's about as far as I know. <laughs> I think that's about as far black as it ever got, too. I, so. I think so. <laughs> um, yeah. but it's, no, it's and brilliant. I'm a big fan of the show. So, you know. I know you are. So but it is a very white person show. So I, I, <laughs> I totally I'm understand. I'm just going to put this out here. And I'm not trying to be this person on your show. I swear. <laughs> Okay. How in the hell are you going to be in, where were they, Manhattan? Mm-hmm. And y'all don't have Black people pop up regularly? Because they didn't have one Black friend? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that was, a, that was a constant issue for the show, for and, sure. And I think the show is fun. I think it is hilarious because, right. you know, who wouldn't want to see a group of young people having all kind of weirdo adventures and romantic relationships and whatnot? <laughs> I, I don't want to slander friends because I, I think it's a right. very cute show from what I've seen of it. However, yeah. that part in the blackening about killed me because oh, yeah. everybody was just like, I don't know, but I remember so and so and so and so was on the So you do watch the show. <laughs> yeah. No, so oh. yeah, no, I agree. You know, like I said, this is number eight on mine. So it's like actually higher up on mine than it is on yours. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a little shocking. <laughs> No, but I love this movie. It was so funny. It, it was like all these little things, and I didn't—I totally didn't get everything because you know <laughs> me being me being super white, I don't get everything. I'm like, you're, you're my only black white. friend. Are so, you super white? <laughs> I'm, I am super white. <laughs> I do tan, oh but you know, <laughs> I don't burn. <laughs> but yes, certain things in here really, yes. really just had me on the floor dying you know just well, and the good thing about this movie too is just that not only is it really funny it's got all this like and and this is what i loved about it too it's got all this black culture in it um it's 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 talking about 
black culture and horror as well. It's referencing all this like in there and everything like that. But on top of it, it's actually a really good slasher movie too. It is. It's, it's not just a comedy. No. It's a really good horror movie too. And the I think balance it really great. well. Yeah, yeah. The slashers of these movies have been outstanding. And yeah. the twist in this one, I will not divulge, but yeah, the slasher yeah. aspect was outstanding. And then the twist was even more outstanding. And even the ending, the you know, when they're at the end credits and and they're like laughing and they're like, we should call the cops. And they're like, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. I, I, I hope that this, that they make another movie. It doesn't have to be a sequel to the Blackening, but they need to make another one like this because yeah. everybody has had at least me and my kids, me and my kids have talked about this. If we were all in a horror movie, which one of us <laughs> would make it? <laughs> and usually the money is on me because I will kill everybody and I won't ask any questions. <laughs> right. so I don't trust anybody. But it is funny to think of that situation because as we all we already talked about on a couple of episodes of your podcast, when it's a that black trope of the eighties, you know, the black character has to die first and then we got away from that and you know, now we're into movies where now we have an entire black cast. What do we do? <laughs> what do we? How do we do this? Um, but it's brilliant, it, and and the social commentary behind it is brilliant, and the jokes hit everything. And you know, if you just want to have a good time and laugh, and and also have a great slasher film, you you can't go wrong with this. It was just too much Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And regarding a sequel, uh, apparently um, uh, one of the writers of the movie had expressed uh, uh, that he envisioned a franchise akin to a scary movie-esque series versus the Knives Out style with a new cast oh, for each mystery. Be still my heart. I will go I would, to I would I dig will that. Find, I will I would find a lot. Video to see these. I would definitely <laughs> put my money down. Because it, it yeah. really did crush me. I honestly took off from work on Juneteenth to go watch this movie and nobody had it playing. Oh, that's ridiculous. It was like the theater around me had posters up and I was like, oh, okay, so you guys are getting this. And they were like, yeah, well, I think we're getting it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. But anyway, I'm glad yes. that you had it. Uh, higher on your list i i do feel bad that it was i really enjoyed it list, no but... no i really enjoyed it and thought it was really fun um i was super excited because i think you sent me i think you sent me the 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 short i think i'd seen the trailer but you mm -hmm. sent me the short for the original it because um, i didn't know on? it was based on yeah <laughs> so i didn't know it was based on a short and so i was like okay this is hilarious i'm, I'm yeah. so gonna watch this i was sold from the trailer but once you showed me the 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 yeah, the, the short, short is just, just yeah. That it's like completely <laughs> sold me, and I was so amped up to see this film. When I saw that short. All right, so what's your number eight? Oh, so my number eight was one I just recently watched. This like the very beginning of this month. Uh, it's okay. a movie that's streaming on Shutter, and it's called The Sacrifice Game. Okay. And that one is not it? on my list. I have not seen it. No. Okay. So that one just came out, right? Literally just came out, probably like yeah. a, like two weeks ago. So yeah, okay. This film, oh my gosh! And I won't get too spoilery because you haven't seen it, but yeah. it is a Christmas horror film because I've been trying to do a deep dive right. into my December series on my yes. podcast, and I was just looking for some new Christmas movies, Christmas horror movies, and this one 
was outstanding. Um, I can tell you it revolves around Christmas time at a boarding school and there's a headmistress and two girls that are stuck there for Christmas. The only thing I can say that is kind of spoilery is at the beginning, we get kind of a Manson-esque quartet of people going from house to house murdering people and they end up at the school. And it just happens to be Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there is a lot of supernatural stuff going on, um, hence the sacrifice game. And I was completely blown away and surprised at how great this movie was. Um, and there are a lot of twists and turns going on. There are a lot of demonic things going on. Um, yeah, I can't say too much because I, <laughs> I feel like it might keep going on. But 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 the the main characters are a couple of girls, uh, teenage, like preteen or teen girls. And um, it's set in the 70s. And, and the intro is very retro. It looks straight out of like a, a Manson documentary. And uh, it, it's it's one that I think everybody owes a, a watch, especially for a Christmas horror movie. I think you should definitely check it out. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I I'd heard about it. I saw the trailer. I I wasn't completely sold on it, um, but I'll definitely have to um, take a take a look at it and see if it's uh, uh, up my alley or not. Uh, yeah, it I can't really. Yeah, I can't really say too much, but I can tell you, I, I I also saw the trailer and I wasn't that wowed by it. And oddly enough. Uh, Graham from another goddamn horror podcast who's also on Morbidly Beautiful pod, uh, right. podcast network. He was the one that said, have you seen that? Because I think you would like that. Um, much like I did with you with Murder Sucks. Uh, so yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll give it a look. I, I don't have anything going on. So when I watched it, I just I was like, why, are, why is nobody talking about this movie? <laughs> People need to talk about this movie. Um, I, I think you would like it. There were a few things that that took me out of it being in the seventies. And I think it was more of a hair, uh, like a wardrobe and hair kind of thing. Right. But other than that, it, it really felt like you were watching an older horror film. If you've ever seen um, house of the devil, it, it had those kind of retro vibes to it. So it, it doesn't okay. have a whole lot of gore, but it does have enough to make you go, damn, <laughs> so I think I think you would like that. The sacrifice game, I, I think you should put that on your list of stuff to watch if you get a chance to. And right. that's everybody. Everybody listening and you. <laughs> you but I can't you, say anything else without spoiling. So I, I don't want to I don't want to ruin the ride for anybody. Right. No, definitely. All right. Cool. Dig it. All right. <laughs> so we're down to number seven. All right. Um, why don't you go first? Let me let me hear what your number seven is. Really? You want me to go? Yeah, I just went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I went okay. first last time. <laughs> so my number seven is probably not going to be anybody's favorite. I, I know it's probably going to be, why did you pick that? But uh, I'm going <laughs> to say Infinity Pool. Ah, yeah. No, that one is very low on my list for this year. Yeah. Um, I didn't hate it. Um but I didn't like it enough. I'm. I guess I'm just not a big body horror person. Um, but see, that's, and that's, that's my me. thing. I am. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
No, you definitely are a body horror person. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I, I yeah, usually go ahead and hit me. So I'm not. I'm a huge fan of Cronenberg, the father. Not really a huge right. fan of Cronenberg, the son. But for whatever reason, Infinity Pool just really stuck with me. Um, yeah. And I'm sure, like you said, it it is because of the body horror. But I also like. Everybody in the cast. I mean, you know, it doesn't hurt. No, it's got a great cast. Yeah, everybody, everybody in this. Mia Goth, everybody just really sold this for me. And it it really has a lot of stylish things that they're doing. It has a lot of really surrealist things that they're doing. Uh, There's a lot of, you know, psychedelic orgies. And there's people (laughs) cloning themselves and, you know, it messes with you. The more I yeah. watched it, the more I was like, God, this is really messed up. This is like, it's <laughs> a this is super uncomfortable movie. People would do it is super uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. this even the sex is uncomfortable. And I and I think both Cronenbergs, they know how to get under your skin. And yeah, what literally. I they really <laughs> do. Um, but you know, it uh, it also plays to the fact that these people are uber wealthy and you know, this is just a vacation for them. This is nothing to them. And and it seems horrific and surreal to us because, you know, we don't have this kind of wealth that we would actually pay money to have our bodies cloned and let people kill them and we can watch. And, you know, I don't know why you would want to do that anyway, but yeah, it's just a fascinating watch. And I, 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 once again, I'm not really a huge fan of, of the son's work, uh, but right. I, I think this is where he's hit his stride, at least for me. I, I think I might watch more of his works from this point on, um, because this had me really intrigued, and it and it it sat with me a long time. Even the ending, everything about it, just kind of sat with me for a while. Yeah, yeah. No, this one was a better one than uh, his previous movie, Possessor, for me. Um, Possessor, I just did not get into at all, um, but. This one worked for me. I, I was kind of middle of the road for for, for this one. Um, mm-hmm. It worked, but it also didn't work. Um, it's just some indie film could be too artistic for me mm-hmm. where like I understand what's going on and everything like that. It's not like I don't understand it, but it's just like I don't dig what they're trying to say, you know, um, so but it's got a lot to say. Uh, So it's very, it's very interesting. And if you like body horror and you haven't seen this movie yet, definitely check it out. It, 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 like you said, it's got a great cast. Skarsgård, Mia Goth. Mia Goth is great. She's fucking weird and psycho as usual. Man, um, I I never wanted to punch a woman in the face so much (laughs) as I wanted to. Mia Goth really made me hate her in this movie. And I usually love her in everything, but man, You know, I'm not a violent person, but I definitely would deck her. If if that character was real, I would have clopped her real quick. Um, but it's but it's such a it's such a good. I don't know. I think it's a good look at what we do to ourselves and excess. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not a big religious person, but it, you know, what does that do to your soul? The the way yeah. that they just kept replicating themselves and it, well, it, and it's it, also the like. The, the the capriciousness of the rich you know it's like you know right. being able to do something like that and being just able because to you can. just because you can yeah you can do stuff that like it's just like nobody else could do and it's just like so weird so 
Yeah, um, and the, the ending of this got to me because uh, whenever your listeners watch it or if they watch it, there's a scene where they're on their way back home and it's like nothing ever happened. And that's yeah, that, that in itself was disturbing to me. This is just yeah. like a vacation, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I fully intend on doing an episode of talking about this one because it, it just, it rocked me to my core at, at how mm. callous people are and what they do. Yeah. And like you said, with all of the money that they have, it's like, yeah, it's just like going to Disney World. Mm. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, well, my number seven, I think, is higher on your list, so we may have to wait to talk about it. But okay. my number seven is They Clone Tyrone. Yep, that's higher on my list. Okay. Well, then we'll wait. All right. So my number six, then, is Saw X. That's higher on my list. <laughs> of course it is. What's Why your number six? <laughs> my number six, ironically, is Scream 6. Oh, that's higher on my list. <laughs> so we will be waiting. <laughs> What's your number five? My number five is Evil Dead Rise. That is higher on my list. Damn it. So my number five is Megan. I didn't have Megan. <gasps> what? I did not. And I enjoyed that movie. How did I forget about Megan? See, you've you've already forgotten like at least two, if not three, movies that should have been on your list. Hey, man, I watched a lot of movies. I streamed a lot. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and you talk have. about Miss Megan and her bad self. <laughs> so yes, Megan, fantastic movie. Uh, I like. I was sold on this from the trailers. Um, it just it hit the right note of like creepy doll and like over the top, um, like action kills um just from just from the trailer so i knew that we were going to go into it now it there's a pg-13 that was pg-13 rated so i knew the kills mm -hmm. weren't going to get too gory or anything like that but it didn't matter to me like i know some people it bothered them that it was less brutal or anything like that but i it didn't bother me at all i was just like i was totally down for exactly what it gave us and um you know because that's, that's that's all i wanted out of it was killer doll that was like an ai this is what the child's play remake should have been um it's what child's play remake tried to be but didn't quite get to and i think megan was much more successful um i think it's ironic too because this was written by the same woman who wrote uh, malignant and i did not care for malignant at all um so oh my goodness blasphemy. yes i know i know it's total blasphemy because everybody loves malignant it's ridiculous um <laughs> Malignant just doesn't work for me. Um, but Megan totally did. And I, I'm totally down for it. All of this. Um, what's her name? Um oh, forget the actress. Um do, do, do Allison Williams. Um, in another horror creepy role. Um, you know, she's not at least, you know, she's not the killer or anything like that, but you know, she's uh uh She's in this, and then the Violet McGraw, who's been in a few horror things too. She plays uh, her niece, um, so it's got some good horror um, actors and actresses in this that mm -hmm. um, you know you can uh, you can depend on. Um, and just everything about Megan was just it was top notch. Just it was well, creepy as hell. I, I'm yeah, a, go I'm ahead. I'll let you know right now. I I'm not a big uh, 
killer doll <laughs> type oh, of yeah. person. Me neither. However, when I saw this one, I was like, oh shit, this is some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really, you're you're absolutely 100% right. Uh, Akila Cooper wrote this and she wrote Malignant. Yes. And, uh, you know, I feel like she really needs to get her flowers because this was oh, completely definitely. original so much fun, terrifying. And I agree with you. PG-13 horror movies are ever much as terrifying. They don't have to be rated R to be creepy because exactly some of those things she was doing and the movements, I was just like, oh God, that is creepy. And then, you know, we see all of these like AI robots that they're making. And I'm thinking, yeah, we're probably not too far from this. <laughs> you know, right. People are going to have these things babysitting their kids. And I'm just, it, it was a terrifying film. Um, <laughs> And we are getting a sequel, right? I'm assuming from we the are. ending. I don't yep. want to ruin that for anybody. But, um, and, it, you know, I do want to say Akila Cooper, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Hellfest, but she wrote that. She was a screenwriter for that, too. And I like Hellfest a lot. Um, I, I think I've seen it, but I don't remember it, unfortunately. Well, um, it I'd does. Have to watch it yeah, again. you might want to give that one a, another whirl because... That's one that nobody really talks about, and it is a little low budget, but it, the screenplay yeah. for that are, is it's out of this world. So I cannot wait to see what else Miss Cooper is gonna write for Miss Megan. But uh, you know, everybody yeah. always talks about the uh, the trailer where she does the little dance before she starts killing <laughs> everybody. But even you know her taking out the little bully. Um, there was yes. the, guy, the kid bully. Oh, oh the oh. creepy like all fours run that she did. That oh, creeped man. me out so much. <laughs> <laughs> that made my skin crawl. So yeah, I I don't know how I did not have her on my list. I think I put her on and I took her off, but I yeah. I completely forgot to add her back. But yeah, that's an outstanding <laughs> choice. I I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, no, it just that one, that one, that one's been pretty solidly in my in in my top uh, from the beginning. Um, pretty much my top, well, <laughs> um, my top five or so, top four or whatever had um, pretty much stayed where they were. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, kind of moved around a little bit, um, here and there, but for the most part, it was pretty solid. Uh, it's just that bottom that bottom few uh, that got moved around a bit because of that. But yeah, no, yeah, no, it's a, it's a fun movie. I'm not a huge killer doll person either. Um, I do like the Chucky franchise, mm -hmm. um, but you know, beyond that, um, I don't go out of my way to watch killer doll stuff. Um, not cause I don't like it, but it just doesn't, it's not one of those genres that appeals. Normally. Yeah, me too. So, but, but this one was definitely, uh, it it was definitely a, a fresh way to have this kind of of menacing character. And you know, the fact that they're diminutive, but you know, they've got like the strength of a of twelve thousand pound robot. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's like it's terrifying all at the same time. And she's cute and you know, she looks harmless and, and like you said, it's nice to see Allison Williams not play a dastardly person for once. Um right. Um, and even the way they com combat her, you know, at the end, I I was really impressed with this film. It was it was a lot of fun and had a lot of comedic moments as well. It was a lot of humor yeah. as well too, um, but but not ha ha funny. More like oh shit, and then you just catch yourself laughing at it. Like oh maybe I shouldn't laugh at that, but it was funny. Um, damn it! Now I wish I had that on my list. <laughs> I feel really bad about that. <laughs> 
So what was All that? Right. Your number five? That was my number five. What's your number five? Oh, no. I think I already said my number five, which was Evil Dead Rise. Oh, right. Okay. That's so what's four. your okay. number four? My number four is Saw X. Okay. All right. Yep. That was my number six. So go ahead. Tell, tell us about Saw X. So uh, I will tell you, I have a love-hate relationship with the Saw franchise. <laughs> um, listening, listening to your Saw-tober made me want to go back and watch them because some of them I just want to chuck in a bin somewhere and then the <laughs> others I'm like these are just precious gold why are, why are we not compounding more on these um, but when I saw Saw X it made me love that franchise all over again <laughs> it, it, it kind of made me go oh my god I love this franchise but I really love John and I really love Jigsaw I think that's yeah. That's that's what it brought back to me. And then it was nice to see Amanda and it was nice to see him in a different setting. Um, I love the fact that we had like, basically this is Saw 1.5 because this takes place right. between the first one and the second one. Is that? Yes, between one and two. Yeah. Okay. But so, don't watch it between one and two. You have no, to don't. watch it after everything else uh, because you get spoiled on a couple of characters. Yeah. Yeah. Time timeline wise in, in years, this is where this movie fits. But I love this one probably more than most of them just because we get to see John when he's at his most vulnerable. We get to see that he actually was hopeful that he could, you know, have a cure uh, we get to see him in a different country. We get to see really awesome traps, which is what I always wait for. <laughs> the more gruesome, the better. And I thought it was neat because in this one, he actually, this is the first time he was actually put in one of his own devices. Yeah. Like we've never seen that. Yeah. Well, and um, he had a, you know, not necessarily a worthy adversary, but he had somebody who actually was more evil than him. Um, yes. In, in this one, and so it, uh, you know, because I, I will, you know, as I said in in my Sawtober episodes, John is not a good person. I don't care where you come at in his justice no. stuff or anything else like that. He's a terrible person. He is killing people. He may try to like, you know, qualify that. Well, no, I'm only putting in traps. If they did what I asked, they get out of them. Sure. But most people, you know, most people aren't going to do that. So, you know, you're effectively killing them. So, yeah, you've already done the homework and you know what type of people these are. So, exactly. you know they're going to die. Exactly. So, it's it was interesting to watch somebody who was actually like more evil than him as somebody who thought that they could best him. And, uh, you know, no spoilers, but, you know, I mean, we know he, he lives until uh, Saw 3. <laughs> So <laughs> we know he's not going out anymore. Uh, but that was that's what was it that that's the kind of the biggest sin of this franchise is that they killed him so early mm -hmm. um, and that they've had to kind of bring him back in a whole bunch of different ways, um, you know, through flashbacks and just kind of right. fill and out that story, which has been great. Right. Some of it seems OK. And some of it's like, what? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, no. And I I think this one. Um, what I say about this one. Um, I like this one a lot. It brought back a lot of that original franchise flavor to it, but also mm -hmm. just brought like a whole new level of story to it that really elevated it. Um, and not in like a weird elevated horror way, but just, you know, um, 
just took everything. It was very fan servicey, but also not in a lot of ways. It just filled mm -hmm. in a good hole um, that was there. Um, but it's interesting, too, because this one was written by the same writers who wrote both Jigsaw and Spiral. And most fans don't like Jigsaw and they Spiral. They don't like either of um, those. And yeah. so it's funny, too. I just saw recently um, one of the writers had said, you know, they were not involved. They're already doing Saw 11 now. They're already fast-tracked Saw 11. And uh, one of the writers said, yeah, we're not involved in that. And he said, if you're disappointed in that, just remember we're the ones who wrote Jigsaw. Um <laughs> So, oh my gosh. So, I, and I you know, agree with you. They should never have killed this character off as early yeah. as they did because they could have just made it much better than some of the movie outings are. I, I think. Yeah. Some of the later, like middle to later ones. Yeah. Right. For sure. I don't have a, I don't have as big a problem, obviously, as, as listeners have heard in my uh, Saw episodes. I don't have as big a problem with Jigsaw and Spiral as a lot of people do. But I also came to this franchise much later. Um, and so I got to kind of watch it all at once rather than mm -hmm. watching it year by year and, and feeling like somehow, you know, they, they lost the plot. Um, so, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, what they did was good in this one, especially this one, this one kind of got right back to everything and it was good to see, you know, some, some other characters, um, that we hadn't seen in a while. And, right. Uh, you know, it was, it was really good. The kills were really good. Got John being John being crazy John again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh my number four is talk to me. I still haven't seen that, so don't spoil it. <laughs> I won't spoil it for you. Uh but yeah, no, this one I don't want to talk too much about it, but I definitely want to, you know, uh, most people seen this. This was one of those ones that looked interesting to me. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't completely sold on. And then it started getting all this buzz. Like everybody was talking about how good it was. And right there, it's almost the kiss of death for me. Every time something <laughs> is only mildly interesting or I'm I'm not interested in um, and people start talking big about it, I can almost guarantee I'm not going to like it. Um, because I usually go with my gut and I'll, I'll, I'll give something a try. You right. know, for sure. And I'll give it an honest try. I'm not going to go in with my preconceived notions of, oh, this is going to be terrible. I'm I'm going to go, this isn't, this doesn't look like something I'm going to be into, but maybe it'll, maybe it'll change my mind. This totally fucking changed my mind. This movie <laughs> is so good. It's so tense. It's really fucking scary. Like, I didn't, like, I wouldn't say I jumped, but there were moments where, like, because, you know, I went to the movie, um, I go to most of these movies with my daughter, mm -hmm. Katrina. And so, we, you know, there were moments where her and I were just like, like nudging each other, like, oh my God, what the hell, you know? And so, you know, there's definitely some creepy visuals and shit in this movie. Um, and it's a possession movie, but it's a good possession movie. So it's, it's really, really, really good. Um, yeah, I think that's so going to be on my it, watch list this week because yeah. I've been hearing so much about it. And, and oh, now yeah. that you've said that, I'm kind of sold on it. I, I'm with you <laughs> to an extent. If I hear too many people talking about it, I'm like, eh, I'm going to wait till it dies down and, and see yeah. what people yeah. really think about it before I start diving into it. But well, yeah. Well, and then, like I said, the previously mentioned Malignant um, was one of those movies that everybody talks about. Everybody loves that mm -hmm. movie. And I just it didn't work for me. Um, it's fine. I don't hate the movie. It's just I don't like it. And I think the 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 buzz about it is so weird. 
Yeah. Because um, everybody's like, oh, it's the return of Crazy Horse. It was like, Crazy Horse has been here. I hate when people say it's the return of something. <laughs> like, everybody's talking about how Thanksgiving is the return of the slasher. I'm like, look, slashers we just listed a whole here. bunch of slashers yeah. that were good this year that was not Thanksgiving. <laughs> Pretty sure Thanksgiving is not on either of our lists. So No. No, I mean, it's I, saw, not. I went and saw it and I had fun yeah. with it, but I think yeah. the other ones on this list are way better. Hell yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I always hate that. That's the return of the slash. No, it's the return of the slash for you. There's been a whole bunch of other good shit shows. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a this one, this one, and like a barbarian. Barbarian was one of those where people were talking about it, and it was like, oh man, this it it's it, it only looked mildly interesting to me, and I was like, I don't know, it could be good. And then I went and saw it, and I was blown away by that one too. I love barbarian. Yeah. It's so dumb and great. Um, but yeah, no. Talk to me, definitely great. Definitely check it out. And speaking of sequels, there's one coming for that too, which is I heard odd. it's the first A24 sequel. Yeah, I am I'm gonna have to really buckle down and watch that since I'm off the weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna have to yes. watch it so I can talk to you about it. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. So um so my number three is Scream Six. So we can talk Oh about great. Scream now we can talk now. about it. Yes. So Scream um, Six is so Real quick. So mine is just high because, of course, it's Scream. Scream is one of my favorite horror franchises. Right. I kind of give it a much bigger pass, even though um, sometimes the um, the uh, movies aren't always the best. So I give it a big pass. But I really, I'd say I enjoyed this one more than some of the others, for sure. So, But let me hear your thoughts on it. I mean, I absolutely enjoyed this one. I I liked seeing, well, what was then our new final girls and yes. seeing how, how they dealt with the aftermath of everything that happened in Woodsboro and, um, you know, just seeing them try to, to move on from that, but clearly they can't. Yeah. And I mean, I guess they will be now, but <laughs> um, if, if y'all know. Yeah, the, for anybody who doesn't it. know right now, <laughs> Melissa Barrera and Jenna Ortega are both out for differing reasons, but. Um, they're both out of the franchise. Um, and I honestly, I can't imagine that um, the other two will stick around either. Um, yeah. And I think that I'm of two minds of that. I was never the hugest fan of the character. I think Melissa Barrera is a good actress. I mm -hmm. just didn't care for Sam Carpenter as a character. Um, and so I'm like, I hate the way that she was taken out of it. Yeah. Absolutely. 100% don't agree with that at all. But I'm also not going to miss the character. Um, I would have rather have seen, and this is my own, would have been a fun thing for me. But now Jenna Ortega's out of it too. Mm -hmm. But I would have rather have seen Jenna Ortega and Jasmine Savoy Brown like team up and like go after Ghost Faces, like like a real like a really cool like just they're hunting them now. Yeah, um, that because would be it's a good premise. Because it's kind of established in this one that. There are multiple people out there fucking around as Ghostface, you know, this whole cult of Ghostface that I've talked mm -hmm. about before that I think they should be doing. Um, they they kind of played into that in this one. And I think that would be kind of fun of them just going around, you know, you know, making themselves bait, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and yeah, then just I turning, turning, that. turning it on, turning it on them. So that would be a fun thing for me. But now that Jenna Ortega's out, I kind of doubt anybody else will do it. And I think this gives 
Um, because now the new movie's not being done by Radio Silence; it's being done by uh, Christopher Landon, who did the uh, ha- Happy Death Day movies, which mm-hmm. I'm so excited about because I love the Happy Death Day <laughs> I movies. Know you do <laughs> <laughs> talk about fun, cool slashers. Um, but they um, so I, I'd be excited to see where he goes with this uh, now with like a completely clean slate. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he comes up with. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting, but I do I do like that we had uh, a lot of, as we always do, a lot of new characters. Um, yes. Some of the characters are not who they appear to be. Um, and, <laughs> right. you know, for me, I thought it was interesting and I actually enjoyed seeing the fact that uh, Sam's character actually went to see a therapist because... Yes. In none of these movies have we seen anybody going to get help for, you know, <laughs> not even Sydney all that time. Trauma yeah. and survivor's guilt and all of these things. So for me, that was a delight because here she is trying to to speak with someone about her feelings. And then this person is just also involved and, you know, like he's enamored by all of the stories and whatnot it's like dude i came to you for help <laughs> what are you doing right. you know um it, it's but it was nice to see that i i wish more horror movies would show that people trying to cope with all of the stuff that they're going through and you're right not even sydney not even we didn't even get to see her do that um right. i feel like and I know she probably won't come back. I feel like they're probably going to try to throw a lot of money. They're in that probably, way. They need to, they need to back up a truck of money at this point <laughs> to be able to get her back on board. Cause now I, that they've gotten like rid of everybody else. Yeah. I think that's definitely going to be a, a, a thing. And, you know, maybe they'll try to shoehorn it and say it's Sydney's daughter. You know, maybe they'll try to age oh, up her kid. Man. I don't know. We don't need to go there. We need to, we need to do something new. <laughs> I, I, I would like to see what, what it's going to entail, but this one was a lot of fun. I enjoyed literally every minute of it. I'm still yeah. a huge fan of the Meeks Martin twins. And yes. I, I seriously want to know how uh, Chad did not die from being stabbed right. like about 99 times and probably uh, at least one or two main arteries. But that's okay. It's a movie. I will deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> you get stabbed like a pincushion and you're still fine. Okay. Um but yeah, it it was it was definitely one. I I'm like you. I'm a huge scream fanatic. Like I will watch yeah. them backwards and forwards all day long. Even the ones that I grouse about, I will watch all day long. So well, so I think this is like so. The funny thing about this is like the Scream Five was a kind of redo of Scream One, and then Scream Six was kind of a redo of Scream Two. So I'm really hoping Scream Seven is a redo of my favorite of the Scream franchise. Scream three, um, and, and and I know everybody hates Scream three, but <laughs> I love Scream three, and I, I would don't love hate to Scream see- three. <laughs> I know you don't, um, but I think that it would be a lot of fun to see them do um, do kind of a similar take on it. Go into like more of the meta of the stab movies and mm-hmm. everything because we've been kind of going towards that with these also. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's groundwork laid there, but now that it's a different writer and stuff like that, they could just go completely in a new direction and scrap all the direction it was going in. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what so, they do. Yeah, definitely, but it was but like so as much as like so I wasn't a fan of the, the killer reveal in this one. It felt kind of bleh, but but again most of the killer reveals in these movies have been kind of bleh, especially yeah. like, and I've complained about it m- multiple times. The motivations of these scream killers 
are just terrible. Um, which is which is true of most slashers. This, most slashers have a very terrible motivation. You know, somebody hurts somebody, and that's why I'm killing you. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's just you know, it it, it was weird. Um, but the movie overall worked for me. Um, and and it's like I said, it's it's probably my second favorite horror franchise. Um, and that's why it's my number three. So what was your number three? So my number three was one, um, I I don't know if too many people have seen it, but I know uh, I've talked to a lot of people about it. And it is The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Ah, I just watched that last night. So I'm glad I got to talk about it. It was really, it's, it's low on my list, but it wasn't bad. Um, like my overall list. Um, but I thought it was a good movie, uh, kind of. I, I have minor minor quibbles with it, but overall, so, I thought it was really good. But go ahead, so you, you tell will, me. Yeah, I will tell you. Um, you know, for this kind of modern, and I don't want to say urban because whenever they say urban, they mean black. So this yeah. modern take of the Frankenstein tale, and it's all through this young, brilliant young girl. And her brother, you know, it's got social commentary. Her brother gets killed by gang violence and she decides that she is going to bring him back. And, and her mother had died earlier to gang violence. Oh, that intro was so yeah. sad. Oh, my goodness. But it's got a lot of heavy themes in it. Um, yes. and, and I can tell you um, just just watching the intro and then seeing this young woman um and i'm sorry i don't ever remember anybody's names in these movies but the, the character's name was, was vicaria oh no i meant the actress yeah oh yeah yeah I, um, i'm terrible with names so yeah vicaria <laughs> is um leia de leon hayes oh there you go it it was a um a really hard watch if you're if you think about things that you've seen or things that you know um in in black communities and poor communities and uh she was giving me frankenstein vibes and also reanimator vibes there were mm-hmm. <laughs> there were certain parts where she was in her classroom and i was thinking of herbert west because she was just so uh defiant with her teacher yeah. but <laughs> yeah it's uh it's a really really good uh revamped version of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. In my opinion, I thought it was one of the better, it's low budget, but it's one of the better movies that I saw uh, this year that if they had a bigger budget, I think it would have done a little bit more. I think it would have done a little bit better. The the special effects and a lot of the, um, you know, any of the, uh, the makeup looked kind of hokey and, and I'm sure that's because they probably did not have a big budget for what they wanted to do. But the story they conveyed with it was so great. And I was afraid for this girl every minute. <laughs> the whole yeah. time I was watching it, I was terrified for her um, because she's got drug dealers that are, you know, on her about uh, an incident that happened. Um, she's reanimated her brother, who's, you know, essentially the monster. And yeah. It, it was a it was a great story, and then it gets a little nutty towards the end, and I was kind of like, 
I don't know how I feel about this, <laughs> but it, but it, you know, it's, it was, it was great for me to watch. I, I, you don't get to see too many black girl scientists and you don't get to see too many, especially with Mary Shelley being a girl and writing the story yes. and then seeing a young girl portraying this on screen. I, I felt like, why have we not seen this before? <laughs> why have we not seen a young girl do right. this before? Um, yeah, but it hit me in a lot of feels and it was, it was a great film. It's low budget, so when you go into it, know that it is a low budget film. But everybody is bringing right. their A game with these performances in this film. That's all I can tell you about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. I, I I thought it was a good modern retelling. Um, I there were some pacing issues, especially in the middle. It kind of drags. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, overall, the story it's telling is interesting, and I'd love to see more in this world, because it definitely leaves it open for a sequel. It really does. Um, and so, and then, yes, I agree about the makeup. The makeup for the monster is terrible. It's just, it's not good enough. Um, And and I know that's a budget issue, you know, um, right. so I'm not hating on them. Um, I just wish they would have had more budget to do, to do it, because I think it could have been really cool. Um, I, I do like the fact that we had a lot of um, in the shadow moments or not a lot of yeah. close ups. And then when they did show it, that's when you could tell it didn't look that good. So I think the right. smart thing that they did the smart thing by they putting did. a lot of him in the shadows or having a hoodie on where you couldn't really yeah. see anything uh, that that worked for me. But yeah. go ahead. You were going to say something. I'm sorry. No. And I, I liked what they did with kind of retooling some of the stuff like the 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 little girl who's the monster's friend and um the old man that he kills and stuff mm -hmm. like that there's all these little nods to the original story um that are changed up for this um for this version um and i liked it and i like the the thing where the the teachers are like um you know because we don't we don't ever hear the girl's last name um the her family's last name right but they they say you know um her name is vicaria and her and her teacher says oh i, I and she's in a conference with the the dad after the, the dad, confrontation yeah. and um um like i understand where the dad's coming from in that scene don't get me wrong but i was like you're laying it on really hard um and that's a scared white woman um <laughs> <laughs> so be careful please um you know so i was just like uh um but but i thought it was funny too because she mentions their last name oh your last name is so european and he goes into this thing he's like yeah probably somewhere um you know in our past or our, our, our ancestors had a had a master who was from europe or something like that right gives her the and and like and then she's just like oh yeah <laughs> um but the illusion there is that their last name is Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, Cause it says on her book, like, cause she's got a little notebook that she's writing all her notes down. And it's called the modern Prometheus mm -hmm. by uh, Vicaria F. And so, so you never hear their name, never see the name, but that's what their name is supposed to be is Frankenstein. So I love yeah. that. Like in this world, there was no Frankenstein, you know, there's no, she is the Frankenstein. Right. Um, it It's and, really great. Uh, those little touches, like I said, and even at the end. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't really good nods in there. It really. <laughs> when it, I saw that, I was like, okay, you, you sold me, you had me yep. at this. This is great. Um, yeah. But 
for me, it was just nice to see uh, a younger African-American teen yes. trying to navigate through this world and also trying to deal with death because she, in her and eyes, death her is own a disease. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, death is a disease and she's wanting to get the cure. And that's where the Herbert West yeah, kind of Herbert Westisms come in for me with the yeah. reanimator. But uh, it, it's it was a surprisingly good movie. Um, yeah. And I I would love to see what this director could do with a bigger budget. Yeah, definitely. All right. So what was your number two then? My number two was They Clone Tyrone. Okay. All right. I had that up really high. I, I, I love the movie. I, I would have put it up higher, but I had so many of these other movies that were like, like screaming at me for like that. I just enjoyed <laughs> so much better, which was like, they're all kind of equal. That's what sucks. Um, like all of these movies were all four stars for me. And so I'm just like, Oh man, these all, it was really hard to kind of jockey them around. Um, but no, I agree. They, they clone Tyrone is so good. So that was my number seven. So um, do you want to go first or? No, you go first. I felt like I talked about <laughs> the last two movies. Uh, no, but I love this one. I think um, it was it was interesting too because I didn't see the trailer for this until close closer to its release. Um, it had the trailer had been out for quite a while, mm -hmm. like several months beforehand, and I had just never seen it. There's so much on Netflix these days that it's hard to keep up with any of the releases. Right. Um, but this one was like. Once I saw it, once I saw the trailer for this, I know I texted you immediately. It was like, have you heard about this movie? And you're like, yeah, duh. And I'm like, okay, fine. Um, I, was just like, I was totally sold after I saw the trailer for this. John Boyega, uh, Teona Paris, and um, uh, Jamie Foxx. Uh, they're in this like crazy. It's so hard to explain, too. Um, because it's like this sci-fi horror comedy mashup. Um, yeah. It's got it's got shades of They Live, um, which is my favorite uh, John Carpenter movie. We all know this. <laughs> um, and um, so it's got shades of They Live. So I was like, oh, I'm so on board for this. Um, and it's just it's so good. It's like it's it's so ridiculously good. I'm glad you had it at number two. Um, I should have had mine. I had it higher for me, but it it's was just so like, hard to it's so, hold this movie. Because it really you're is. Right. And a lot of people don't to everybody who's listening. If you look this up online, they have it as a sci-fi thriller mystery. It is definitely yes. a horror movie. <laughs> yes. That's oh, yeah. why I said one of mine is probably not touted as a horror, but this is very much a horror movie because anytime right. people are trying to mind control people, they're cloning people, they're, you know, running experiments, uh, you know, and then it has so many racial connotations. You know, you got the Tuskegee experiment, you've got yeah. um, all of these, but it's funny too. It's like, I don't know how they did it, but it's brilliant. <laughs> like yeah. the director of this movie, he is brilliant because we have so many things going on in this and uh, Kiefer Sutherland's in it and, and yeah. he's a dastardly bad guy. And <laughs> it's just, it's a lot of fun. But it's got a lot of heart and it's got a lot of, you know, just wonderful statements about how you're perceived as a as a person. And, and yes, importantly, a black person. But even as a person, I mean, I could see them doing this in just poor neighborhoods, period, and oh, race yeah. aside. So it was 
like you said, the trailer was hilarious. Uh, it, it kind of sold you right off the bat. Um, and it's got a really good soundtrack. Oh, it's yeah. got a really weird mixture of everybody wearing different clothes. Like, you know, Taylor Paris looks like she's from the 80s. Uh, Jamie Foxx looks yeah. like he's from the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, John Baega. John Baega like, looks like he's from the 90s. Right. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it all works. Everything in it works. And yes. then it, it is a lot like they live and then it has shades of uh black dynamite you know because they, yeah i don't yeah. know if you've ever seen that movie but <laughs> they do something similar in black dynamite with uh one of the malt liquors in that movie and ironically the malt liquor that was in black dynamite is the malt liquor that john vega is drinking in this movie so <laughs> it's supposed to be like they they still are doing it to us so um but everything about this movie works, and uh, Netflix has really got to start putting these things on physical media. Oh, my <laughs> God. I yes, I them. want this. Yes, I want this so I, bad. I really need these, too. Because, you know, at some point, they're going to. there was a great article about this. They're going to start pulling these things, and we won't be able to watch them. And I want a physical copy of these things. Yeah. Um, because it, it's a brilliant movie, and a lot of people need to see it. A lot of people need to enjoy it and appreciate it. And it was so great to see all of these actors shining in individually and together collectively. It was just yes. amazing to watch. Um, John Boyega can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. I was sold since Attack the Block. But <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I feel like I'll gush too much about this movie. So what what was your overall feeling after you watched it when you got to the end? I'm not going to say what happens at the end, but when you got to the end. I was... I was... I wouldn't say I was surprised or shocked, but like, I was just like, I was just like, okay, yeah, that's kind of, I, you know, I was like, all right, I feel like this is where the story was going. This makes sense. <laughs> um, but I was like, okay, now we need like 13 fucking sequels. Yes, we so, do. Because <laughs> I want to know more. Um, oh my but God. Yeah, no, this goes into so much. Like, you know, it's just so like, it's, and I love the way they tell it too, because it's got the it's very very serious um, vibes to it. Uh, like mm -hmm. you said, it's got all this like um, allusion to history, like the Tuskegee experiments, and and all this just anything that's happened to black people over the years. Mm -hmm. This all of this has always happened, um, and it's just like this is a continuation of this experimentation. Um, but there's more going on to it than that even and yeah. it's like it's interesting um because it's not necessarily um what you think it is because you think it's one thing but it's kind of something slightly different exactly um, and so it's there's so much going on in it and i want to i just i want to like immerse myself more in this world yeah um, this and, is one of those I times also... where i want a bunch more stuff from it so and i also like too how just to compound on what you just said, even the characters, we think they're one way and then we find out that they're completely more than what they are and they're completely against their type, but this is the only world that they've known and this is the only way that they know how to navigate. But when right. you start peeling back the layers and you get to see what they are and how they are actually at their core, it's it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, it's... It's just, it's such a good movie. You Anybody who hasn't seen this yet, please go watch it. It's on Netflix. You can watch it very easily. Um, 
and it's just it's so fantastic there's this just is like the second we year we've even... had jamie fox movies from netflix <laughs> on this <laughs> i'm telling you he's making good netflix movies so you know it's 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 just yeah it's i like Tayona paris just like perfect for me like she's been in so many good movies candy man uh the marvels uh this uh you know she was on WandaVision. Just all of this has been mm -hmm. so good. Like this was a this itself was a good year for her between they cloned Tyrone and the Marvels. So uh, but yeah, no, it's a it was just I I can't say how much I love this movie. Because yeah. it's just it's so yeah. good and so fun. Um but yeah, no. <laughs> so that was your number two, you yep. said? Right? Okay, so my number two. Uh, finally, was Evil Dead Rise. Uh, so we can now you can talk about that as well, but I'll go first. Um, of course, Evil Dead Rise. It's my favorite franchise, the Evil Dead franchise. Um, this one, like in terms of the in its placement in the Evil Dead franchise for myself, um, I think it's. Uh, let me see real quick because I gotta look it up because now I'm I it's it's middle of the road for me, but not because it's bad. Uh, because I, obviously it's my number two. Um, yeah, it's because I think all the Evil Dead movies are fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, but so it's number four for me in term uh, of the five movies. Uh, but again, like I said, it's it's so good. Um, that opening sequence. Um that title sequence uh, cannot be matched this year. That had probably the best title sequence of all time, um, or at least this year. Um, yeah, that just, opening sequence had me like, okay, yeah. we are in for a ride. I am buckling in right now. <laughs> yeah. And just, and having it be just this, this family who was affected and they like, you know, you knew people were going to survive, but like at the same time, I was kind of like, they really gonna do this and they did and like i again i don't want to spoil anything um it's been out like since april um but you know y'all should have watched it already but in <laughs> case you haven't yet um this movie's so the evil dead franchise is obviously i've talked about this ad nauseum it's just, it's just my favorite franchise mm -hmm. i love this this version of possession horror um just because these deadites are so fucking evil. They like to play with people. And you see it in other movies like The Exorcist and stuff like that where they twist back and forth. But I don't know. For some reason, the deadites just work better for me in that way. Um, and They really they, get into your head, oh, too. I mean, they, do. they say some really heinous shit. <laughs> <laughs> they do. You know, it's I mean, bad. Yeah. just the trailer alone where she's like, mommy's with yeah. the maggots now. And I'm like, yes. uh, you, how can you say this to a child? But you're a demon. <laughs> I, I have the Cavity Colors hoodie that says mommy's with the maggots now. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course, I had to buy an Evil Dead Rise hoodie. Uh, like my favorite hoodie right now. I wear it every day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah no, this was it's fantastic. So uh, this movie, the franchise alone, I it's not my favorite, but it is up there in the top three. I can <laughs> tell you that. And oh, okay. this blew me away. Like the kids in peril. I don't know what it is about me, but can, when I see kids in peril, I know it's going to be a good movie. <laughs> right. We're all going to be like, like sweating. Are the children going to be okay? Some of them. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but a lot of really great 
nods to Evil Dead, period, throughout this yes. movie. And then a lot of great nods to The Shining. Uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. This movie had me really creeped out. And I was <laughs> right. rooting for our final people in this movie. Uh, yes. Because there was so much, there was a high stakes. Somebody was with child and, you know, there's a lot going on here, a lot to digest and yeah, a lot of great gore and a lot of great slapstick gore. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You had to have the splat stick in this because that's what makes it great. And don't get me wrong. The uh, 2013 evil dead, which is the last movie that we had before this, you know, didn't really go into the splat stick at all. That one went heavy, heavy into the straight into up. The Horror and gore. Yeah. yeah. And the intensity. Um, whereas this one, this one had those intense moments. I mean, we all remember the cheese grater. Um, oh God. but yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's like, it's just, this movie just hit all the right notes in terms of things. It didn't mm -hmm. work. It didn't work fully. There are moments that just didn't work, but I feel like overall it works more than it doesn't. Um, and I feel like it works perfectly in the canon. I love that it expands the canon. This is a new third ne Necronomicon of three. Um, mm -hmm. We've already seen Ash had the first one. Um, and then the second one was the one from 2013. And now we have the third one. So this is now the three books of the Necronomicon. They kind of mention it in this movie. So we now have this like expanded lore um, that we can get into more um, in future movies and they've talked about how um bruce campbell said that they have an idea of doing these movies every two or three years now that might be a little too quickly um but it's better than the 10 years it took between right. this one and 2013 so i'll i'll take it for sure um and i think i like i like to um kind of akin to what we talked about last year when we did this when we were talking about the Hellraiser movies, I like the yes. fact that it's world building that we're going to, you know, hopefully they'll be branching out more because yes. as much as, as much as I like the cabin in the woods and and we did get a glimpse of a cabin in the woods yeah. in this movie, I love the fact that it was now out in the world and we get to see yes. other ways of how this is going to look, you know, and, and other forms of destruction and other people being affected and, I can just tell you the uh, the whole mashup of people that we saw. <laughs> yes, man, that was highly disturbing. <laughs> yes, talk about some body horror. Damn. Oh my gosh, it takes a lot to really unnerve me, and, I, and that <laughs> really did have me kind of just like, oh, this is oh, so gross. Yeah. I can't look at this. <laughs> oh, and it's just so brutal too because of the who's involved, and so it's just like. Oh my God. Yeah. And I love the little twist at the end too. And I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a nice little yeah. twist about, you know, just the movie in general. So, yeah, but yeah, it, no, it it's was just, really yeah. one of the best, one of the best highlights of, of me watching uh, horror movies and, and getting that same nostalgic feeling of being back in that cabin with Ash. It was, it was nice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, is this is this was a fun movie. I I think it. Uh, I highly recommend it. I <laughs> I bought the. I told myself I wasn't going to buy the stupid, uh, 4K when it came out because it had no feature special features on it. <laughs> but then I still stupidly bought it because I'm a moron and I had to have it in my collection. You had to have this your is OCD. what evil. This is what Evil Dead does to me. 
it like and everybody who's an evil dead fan knows this pain because then just a few short months later they had a best buy exclusive steelbook with the commentary and a uh. short featurette and so i was like son of a bitch so then <laughs> i had to drive an hour away from best buy because of course there were no best bites close to me who had it Holy and goodness. then so i drove an hour away to go pick elena up and i thankfully i got it your dedication is that deep, man. I don't know. I haven't how you watched the I haven't watched it with the commentary yet, but I will. Um <laughs> but yeah, no, I was just like, oh, you guys suck. And I know like two years from now they're gonna come out with an expanded version with all well, the extra special features. I know. They're gonna get me double trip and yeah. dipping. Everybody you're gonna who's plunk, an you're gonna plunk your money down. You know, everybody who's it. an Evil Dead fan knows this pain because Evil Dead is one of the worst franchises for these double triple dips like yeah. there have been so many different versions of these damn movies that have come out that it's just like okay please just that's give me one now. definitive give me edition one. and that's it <laughs> you know i'm gonna give so you my dumb. money just give me one i okay. know <laughs> all right so we're down to the number one all right so what is your number one is it something we already talked about or that no, was higher on my list it's oh, not okay. i don't think you i don't think I don't know my number one this. isn't something we talked about either yeah yeah i so. don't know if you've seen this and i don't know if i don't know if you would like it but you might okay so okay. it is another shutter movie uh okay. that was released on shutter called when evil lurks <laughs> well we just talked about this this was one of the ones i was going to try to watch before we before we recorded but i didn't get a chance to watch it so uh because i had heard about so many people talking about this and um and how like great it was um but it doesn't look like it's completely up my alley but you know i it's definitely on my list to watch i'll pro i'm going to try to get to it before you know the end of this year um you know but, so well, i won't well, be i won't be too yeah. spoilery yes. with this one but i will say it is uh a possession movie and we've already discussed ad nauseum how we are not really fans of certain possession movies. <laughs> right. However, this possession movie really does rock you on your ass. Like you yeah. will be amazed at how mundane things will now completely unnerve you. Mm, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the premise of the movie, uh, there is uh, a small town and there is a demon in the town. And apparently they have people that come and cleanse out the demons when they get inside of people. But of course, the person that was supposed to do this never shows up. And mm. this town kind of gets infected and it just kind of goes from one person to another. And what I found amazingly fascinating and creepy about this movie is that there are very subtle signs and then it just builds into a crescendo when these people are possessed and it just goes mm -hmm. completely south very fast. Um, almost to, to the point where when, when this one main character realizes that this person has been possessed in their town, he's like, okay, we gotta pack up the kids and we gotta go. <laughs> because there's not going to be any stopping this. Um, and it has some really disturbing, haunting scenes I cannot unsee. Uh, and this director, uh, I think it's Damien Lugna. I can't remember how to pronounce his name. He directed another movie that they had on Shutter called Terrified. Mm -hmm. And that movie is haunting. Um, but this one, it, it, it really had me uh, 
kind of, I had all the lights on afterwards <laughs> because I was very <laughs> scared. And um, there's just some really, uh, really disturbing scenes in there and, and a really upsetting ending. And I, I felt like for the gore, it, it was well-placed. It wasn't too much. There were very little jump scares, but the ones that were, they were very well put in the place that they needed to be. Um, it, it's a slow burn, but if you stick with it, I think you would love it. I I, I want to see more of what this man is going to do because I haven't been this scared since I was a kid. Mm. <laughs> I, was, I was terrified not to be funny with this other movie, but it was, yeah. it, it really had me, I, I was shook for at least a, a day or two. My husband was like, you, you're not going to cut the light off. We're, I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm like, nope, I'm leaving the light on tonight, buddy. <laughs> I mean, it was a soft light, but I, I was not yeah. going to be sleeping in the dark. <laughs> that really has not happened to me in quite a while. And I, I'm, you know, I'm in my fifties wow. now and it, it was just a great, look and i love uh worldwide horror i love when you see horror from other countries and what their mythos right. is as far as possession and um hands down there there's going to be some things in there that i i'm never going to be able to unsee and i was pleasantly surprised by that by being rocked and shook because <laughs> that doesn't happen <laughs> that often for me so that alone made it a selling point and then i also loved his first movie as well so Right. Um, whenever you do watch it, please you don't have to rush, but whenever you do watch it, please come back and talk to me about it because I gotta yes, talk to somebody else about it. My husband wouldn't watch it, he was terrified. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh yeah, I'm I'm a little scared to watch it now, but uh <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, no, I'll probably watch it um here in the next few days. Um, because I definitely want to complete my list. I only have a few more that I really wanted to uh check out for this year that yeah. I hadn't seen yet. Um, but uh yeah, no, it's uh, no, I'm definitely on there. One. Yeah, you definitely, <laughs> you definitely want to check that out. Even though it is getting a little bit of hype. I know that's not your favorite and it is getting a lot, yeah. but the hype is well-deserved. I didn't think yeah. I was, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much because I was like, uh, I don't get the, about halfway through. There's a point where I was just like, okay, I see why everybody is talking about this movie. So, yeah. Well, interestingly enough, uh, my number one um, is also something that I wasn't prepared for um, and that um, I came away from it like emotionally scarred, um, similar to, you know, you being you know, terrified so bad mm -hmm. uh, in this one. You know, this one um, was not the, you know, all the horror comedies that we, you know, had watched most of the that we've talked about throughout all this. Um, but this one was, uh, and it's still in theaters uh, now. This one is Godzilla minus one. Ooh, uh, I want to see that. Oh, it's see. so good. Oh my God. It's like, but just be prepared because nobody prepared me going into this. I had seen nothing about it and I didn't, I, you know, I didn't read anybody's stuff about it, but, mm -hmm. um, and I think it just because a lot of people hadn't seen it yet. Um, but this one has such an emotional um, war to it that the human story, everybody always complains about the human story in a Godzilla movie. This is one where the human story is better than the monster story. Oh, the monster wow. story serves the human story in this one. Um, and so this one is, it's just, I was... Katrina and I were crying so much through this movie. 
um, because it's just it's that emotional throughout it. Um, it's oh it's it's about um, a, a guy who was a kamikaze pilot. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not spoiling anything, you know, it's it's in the trailers, um, but he he doesn't he doesn't perform his duty and he has to live with that um, that knowledge and the shame of that um, for a few years later. Um, meanwhile, Godzilla is um, going through his life as well. Um uh, he, he keeps encountering Godzilla multiple times, and it's this—it's this movie that deals with not only his shame, but also um, the um, the reckoning of the people um, dealing with the damage that the war has done to their lives, um, mm. what the government did to their lives. There's—it's so deep and so powerful, and it's so like interesting to see a movie come out of Japan that talks about that in that way i love that like you know because the original godzilla is like that too the it, it deals with the the um the, the ramifications of the aftermath right. of the bombings and whereas this takes a different angle on it it's very similar um in that way so it's it's very um the 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 godzilla stuff is epic and and crazy good on top of that um it's a new godzilla um and so it's it's just this one-off story, sort of. Um, it leaves a couple of breadcrumbs for a sequel. Of and I really hope they pick it up because I would love to see this again. It's just, it's so good. If you m even mildly like Godzilla, go see this movie because it's so good. Um, and I'm not just talking to you because I know you're going to go see it, but I mean, just anybody who's listening, right. you know, if you're even mildly interested in it, it is, it is really good. And like yeah, I you said, if you want to, if you want to, if you want a deep emotional story about these people, go see this. It's so good. Um, it's just, I, it's, and it's so funny too, because we both pick foreign films as our number ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not usually a big foreign film person. So it's, it's like, you know, but this one, I, I definitely, it, it looked so cool in in the trailers and everything. I was like, okay. And I kind of figured it was going to go this way with the story, but it goes in such a deeper emotional um, core to it that it's just like, oh man, like I said, Katrina and I were crying so much. It was like, I wish we had a tissues because I was not prepared for it at all. Oh, wow. So I'm so glad you said that it has that, that human aspect and that yeah. emotional, I, I I might have to just go and watch this before it's you gone. You need to, yeah. Well, they're expanding it even more. They're it's doing so well here in the states that they keep expanding it and keep um, playing it out. And it was just announced um, that in Japan um, in January they're uh, releasing a black and white version of the movie. Oh wow! Um, yeah, Godzilla minus one minus color. Is how they how they're doing it. Um, so no word yet on if it's going to uh, appear over here in the states. I I hope so. I'd love to go see it. Um, I'm not a huge black and white film person. Um, I can take it or leave it really. Mm -hmm. Um, so um, because like I I I dig things being in color, especially if it was in color originally. Like um, what was it? Um, they did this a few years ago. They did that uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Um, oh yeah, the uh, Chrome, Chrome edition. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I'm like, why? Why would you do? Why would you desaturate? The whole point was like this like crazy oversaturated uh colors in that movie and it was like the same thing with logan like they did logan noir like you know black and white i'm like <laughs> this is weird 
Um, so, but this one, because it's kind of the same time period as the original Godzilla, it kind of makes sense. So I was just like, all right, I'd like to kind of see that again. Um, I'm really hoping for really cool 4K of this. Um, I, I don't think there's been any Godzilla movie yet on 4K. Well, except for the American ones. All the American mm -hmm. ones are on 4K. But uh, none of the Toho ones have been put on 4K yet. So I'm really hoping, at least here in the States, I'm really hoping they put out a really cool 4K one. I really, I really might have it. to go see that now. You've got me really thinking. Because <laughs> I've seen the trailers and it looks phenomenal. Uh, but I, looks, now that so you good. talk about it, I'm like... Yeah, I might have to go. Yeah, no, it's re really, really, really good. So, but that's uh, that's my top ten. Um, well, geez, I, I, we had so, we had a lot of the same ones, and I thought we weren't going to have any of the same ones, which is odd. So we had five um, that we had in our top ten mm -hmm. uh, together. We had Evil Dead Rise, Scream Six, Saw X, They Cloned Tyrone, and The Blackening. Yeah. So makes sense i mean those those make sense as to you know where we would you know different different areas of course but uh yeah definitely you'll have to send me a li your list of your uh top 13 just so i can uh um or at least your top 11 since our, our 12 and 13 were literally the same <laughs> uh, just so i can see what yours were again so i can maybe fill in fill in a hole um yeah absolutely with the, with stuff so but yeah um but yeah, no, again, this was uh, so much fun. We've, this has gone over two hours now, um, <laughs> which I knew it kind of would. Cause you know, one, we like talking to each other and two, um, this was a lot to talk about, Yeah, <laughs> especially cause we did have so many that were, year. yeah, there was, yeah. Th you know, there's, I've seen a lot of people talking about how this was not a good year for horror, or at least it like wasn't a good year for them or whatever. And I'm like, this was a great year for horror. What yeah, are you talking about? There were still really so many. Was. There were so many movies that I still gave four stars that just barely missed out. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna name a few real quick. Up uh, missing uh, was really good. Cocaine Bear was really good and Cocaine stupidly Bear was funny. Awesome. I oh love that movie. Uh, no one will save you. The Hulu movie um, that had like no um, talking in it. Have you seen that? The Alien Invasion no. movie. That's, all, oh that's my on God. my list to watch. I've yeah. got it on my queue. That one's really good. That one was in my top ten for a while um, as well. Uh, knock at the cabin of course was on my list but it was um at number 17 this is my top 20 i'm telling you about sick which was a covid 19 oh, that slasher movie. that was good uh that the almost made my top 10 yeah uh the boogeyman was really good um uh and uh cobweb cobweb was really I haven't good seen cobweb yeah that I one's pretty one. that one's pretty good too you're gonna have to send me your list too <laughs> <laughs> You need to get on Letterboxd. I think that's the, that would be a really cool, fun uh, site for you to get on um, because it's a, all about reviewing movies. So yeah, maybe I'll do that in the new year. That'll be in yeah, my yeah. new year's resolution to there do a go. Letterboxd. <laughs> we always talk about you. Like I always give you, give you a hard time about getting on Blue Sky, but <laughs> I'll admit I'm not on Blue Sky very much. I'm on it, but I'm not on it very much. So, right. but uh, it's a, uh, <laughs> I think I'd rather see you over on Letterboxd more than uh, <laughs> Blue Sky, honestly. <laughs> I think well, you'd have I a lot think, of fun with just reviewing movies and stuff. Yeah, so. I think I think we outdid ourselves with this one this year. I mean, last oh, year yeah. we didn't have hardly, I think we had maybe one or two, but this was, I mean, it was a, uh, like no, you said, it was a, a great year for horror. Yeah. It really was. I think we had a lot more last year than than you think. Um, I'd have to you know, look at it again, but yeah, no, but yeah, this year we had what five total. Um, so that was really good. Yeah. So 
Well, cool. Well, I, again, I thank you very much for being on the show and having been on the show so much this past year, you, uh, you are always a fantastic guest to have on. <laughs> I just like dorking <laughs> out with you, man. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> right. Me too. <laughs> well, this was fun. I thank you for having yeah. me again. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen in 2024. Cause there's going to be a whole plethora of movies for us to like salivate over. I cannot wait. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's definitely some good stuff I've he already heard of coming down the pike. Um, but, uh, I hope there's a lot more stuff that we haven't heard of that's going to be just as good, if not better. Yep. All right. Well, why don't you let people know where they can find you online? Okay. So I am on Twitter, but mostly I am on Instagram and I have my very own podcast, which you guys probably have already heard me say ad nauseum, <laughs> but it is Donna underscore the T-H-A underscore dead, Donna the dead podcast. And you can find me anywhere, but yeah, mostly Instagram because I post a lot there and I think I'm going to have to get on Letterboxd now because, because Robert. Yes, so. you definitely should. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, Letterboxd is really cool because not only can you review movies and, and stuff, you can make lists. That's what I do is I, I have multiple lists going and I put them up um, when like if I watch like a certain franchise or I watch mm -hmm. a certain director or something like that, I'll put up like my rank you know, of all the of all the movies and stuff. That's what a lot of people like to do is put up a, like a rank. Oh, okay. And then um, like I that's where I keep my running list of um, of my top 10 my or my top of the year. Um, and then after after this uh, episode drops, I'll, I'll I'll make public my my top of the year so people can see exactly what uh, all of them were because I have uh, quite a few on there now. Um, <laughs> you know, for the I mean for the year, I mean it makes yeah. sense. I've got thirty three movies on the list, so we didn't even we only touch thirteen. Well, I mean I, I mentioned the other top twenty, so right. there's at least thirteen others that I did not talk about. Um, a couple of which were on your list, Infinity Pool and uh, The Angry Black Girl. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a it's been a good year for horror. I'm glad uh, we got to uh, have a, another top 10 episode. Uh, this yeah, was a lot of too. fun. And, uh, you know, I know you'll be on the show a lot more in the future. Um, and we'll have to keep talking about uh, that other show and get that other one figured out uh, somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere down the line. <laughs> Somewhere down the line, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming back on, and we'll see you soon. Thanks again to Donna for joining me. As I mentioned earlier, I'll be taking the month of January off. So nothing new for a bit, but stay tuned for stuff to come in February. Thanks again for another great year, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Creepy and Geeky is a part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network please check out morbidlybeautiful.com slash podcasts for more great shows. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving the show five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, please share the podcast on social media to help spread the word. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or at creepyandgeeky.com. Music for the podcast is Gratitude, composed by Jerry Smith. You can follow the podcast on social media at Creepy and Geeky on both Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to follow me, I'm GeekThulu on Twitter and Blue Sky, and Geek.Thulu on Instagram. You can support the podcast by ordering teas and more on TeePublic or by donating to the coffee page. All of the links are in the show notes. Finally, don't forget, 
stay creepy.